Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Good morning. Buenos dias. How are you guys? <laughs> well, you know, today, I, as I, I was preparing for this message about multiplying, what does that mean to me and how does that mean as a church? And I think, you know, it is, as I was praying, meditating, it's like, what is, what makes the difference or how do I get on this path of multiplying? And today I'm going to share with you guys a very encouraging but also challenging word because I think my objective is that you live today challenged to do something. So let's pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We just thank you, Lord, because you are speaking to our hearts. And I just pray, Lord, right now that any distraction, Lord, any spirit of distraction, I bind it in Jesus' name. I declare your heavens open for us to receive what you have for us. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you speak to us, to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. And, you know, I think what a perfect example, as I was studying for this, is the people of Israel. So if we look, you know, the, if you've seen the, the movies about Moses and, and the plagues and the deliverance of the people of Israel, so there was a time in a period about two or three years that they left Egypt and they were at the limit, at the border to entrance for the promised land. But, you know, let's, let's look at, at what's going to happen here. So today I'm going to be sharing a lot of scripture, so follow with me. So we're going to start in, in Numbers 13, 1 through 3, and then we're going to do 21st to 24th. So let's read. The Lord now said to Moses, send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land that I'm giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded. So they went up and explored the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob and near Libo Hamath. Going north, they passed through the Negev and arrived at Hebron, where Ahiman, Sheshiah, and Talmai, all descendants of Anak, lived. The ancient town of Hebron was founded seven years before the Egyptian city of Zoan. 23. When they came to the valley of Eshkol, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes so large that it took two of them to carry it on a pole between them. They also brought back samples of pomegranates and figs. That, the, that place was called the Valley of Eshkol, which means cluster, because the cluster of grapes the Israelite, the Israelite men cut there. So what we're reading here is that the Lord asked and instructed Moses to send 12 spies to scout the land. And I think as they were going, looking in the places and all throughout the region, there, they saw that the, the land was good and it was attractive. And I think my, my point, what I want to make here is that the Lord allows us to have a preview of, of what he has ahead of us. Sometimes, you know, God speaks through prophecy to us, gives us dreams, and inspires us to do something great. And I believe that each one of us here, no matter how old, how young, 
or how new to the Lord you are, the Lord has a big purpose for, for your life, to make an impact in this world. And, you know, I don't know what God promised looks to you right now. Maybe it is a dream to be used by God. Maybe it's a saved spouse or a child, a godly marriage or a family, a project that, or a business that the Lord has sown into your heart, or maybe healing from disease. But, you know, let's keep on reading because this is going to get interesting and real. So it's uh, on Numbers 13, 27 says, and I'm gonna, what I'm going to read right here is the report that they, the spies gave to, back to Moses and the, and the people of Israel. And it says, We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. And there is the kind of fruit it, here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, say powerful, and their towns were large and fortified. Repeat fortified. We saw giants, repeat giants. There, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites lived in the Negev, in the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. So think about this report. You know, and I think what caught my eye is, you know, that indeed there were powerful people there. They were fortified cities and towns and there were giants. And I feel that sometimes, you know, as, as we're thinking about multiplication, uh, we, are, we get very excited, we go to church, we go to a conference, and the Lord speaks to us and, and gives us a vision of what, what looks out there for us, for your family. And, you know, it is encouraging that the Lord allows us to see that because he want, He's calling us forward, and He's pulling us to that place that where He has us called. But, you know, the reality is that there is opposition, it's difficult. And I feel that sometimes this is a wake-up moment for some of us that, you know, we have big dreams for the Lord or do something big, and, and we get so discouraged and, and, and just puts us down, you know, that we have a, an encounter with a reality. And what is that reality? That we have limitations in our finances, maybe our skills, maybe our personality. Maybe we're struggling with addiction of some sort. And I think, you know, is when we are encounter with this bad report, what is going to be our, our response to it? And I want to share with you guys um, about a bad report. And I, I'm not the type of person that likes to look back at the bad things. I'm always, let's look forward. Let's not move to behind. But, you know, sometimes remembering and looking back allows us to really thank God for his faithfulness. I think, you know, I was on a, on a business trip. Uh, in Mexico, um, and you know, we were recently pregnant with Lucas. Lucas is our, our young, so we have Sophia, and we had Lucas now. But you know, at that time, you know, Diana called me and said, hey, you know, uh, they called me from the first ultrasound, and, and they told us that there's something that we need to look into. And when you get those types of, of um, 
news, I mean, it is kind of like, make, it shakes you. And I remember had to cancel my trip. I had to fly back early, and, and next day we're going to the doctor's appointment. And, you know, we are there, and I'm coming all positive, like, hey, you know, this is just a misunderstanding. In our minds, you know, we're trying to make it positive. <laughs> At least that was my response. But we get in there, they do an ultrasound, and, and, and the nurse tells us, hey, there's this white gap in, in the, between the neck and, and, the, and the brain, and that means something. That means that, that the baby could have Down syndrome. And when you hear those news from, from, from the specialist and the experts, I mean, your, your heart sinks. You know, I remember feeling like when you are punched in the gut. And, you know, it's like, I remember me and Diana left there, and we're like, we're just don't, we're trying to make sense of it. And I remember that we went to, um, I think we went to Northside, and then we came back to the outlet. And we're like, let's find a place to eat because we're so hungry. And... <laughs> Food is important, y'all. And I remember we were sitting in the table and uh, the tacos, taqueria tsunami, have you guys been there in the outlet? It's good. But you know, that day it, that, it didn't taste good at all. It was, you know, we, our hearts sank in, within our heart, in our, within us, you know, and I think we're, I think we're just trying to, to grasp, you know, what, what is gonna happen, you know, and what, what we feel so sad about the pregnancy and all of this. And I remember that was one of the uh, bad reports that, that we got. And I think, you know, um, I'll continue more telling you what happened here in this story as we go along. But, you know, the people of Israel had, had, a, had to have a, a response to it. And I think, you know, there's two uh, ways of how can we look at situations and obstacles and opposition. In Numbers 13, 30, and 31st, let's look at the uh, 13, 30. It says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. And he said, let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. And, you know, this is the voice of the Spirit within you. That it's challenging you and it's encouraging you to move forward and conquer what the Lord has for you. So I think, you know, the other, unfortunately, we see the other side of the story in Numbers 31st. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we travel through and explore will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants. They're the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. And I think, you know, this is the voice. Sometimes, sometimes we get so spiritual and think, oh, it's the voice of the enemy, the voice of the enemy. But no, it is, sometimes it is our own voice. Sometimes it is the voice of humanity telling you, you cannot do it. You are not educated. You didn't finish your degree. You don't have what it takes. You don't have the connections. And we have a list of things that our same humanity puts before us to believe. Unfortunately, you know, we're going to move forward to Numbers 
14, 1 and 11. And you know, the people of Israel had to, had, had to make a decision or, or a choice. And let's read this. Then the whole community began weeping out aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in, the great, in a great chorus, quoto, and in Spanish, sorry. <laughs> that, thank you. And protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Verse 5, then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people in the land. They are only helpless. Pray to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites in the tabernacle and saved by the bell. But, and, and you know, the Lord, the, the Bible continues saying, you know, that Moses interceded for them because the Lord was ready to, to, to take some action, corrective action. And then, you know, I'm going to move to uh, verse 11, and it says, And the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? Will they never believe me, even after all the miraculous signs I have done among them? And to me, it strikes me that Jesus says, Will they never believe me? And it's, it's you know, these people, they were not, God did not present them to them the, the day after these people were walking with God. These people were experiencing the cloud during the day. They were experiencing the fire during the night, the, ma- the manna every day, God providing and leading them. But, you know, in, in the hearts of the people of Israel, they could not trust him. I think that was the, the biggest issue. And, you know, as I... Um, Look back um, in, in in this situation. You know, it's uh, I think remember me and Diana getting together and say it's one of those conversations that you don't want to have, <laughs> and you you you're trying to avoid. You know, and as we look, at, I, I remember sitting with Diana and let's let's pray for this. We're gonna go through this and we're gonna pray. And I remember us praying together. Typically, we're not the type of people that couples that pray together. That's not me and Diana. But, you know, we pray together when, when something big is happening. And we pray individually, don't get me wrong, we pray, but, but we're not the type of that prays together all the time. But I think, you know, that's, in that situation, I think, you know, there's times when we come to get, need to come together. And, you know, are we going to believe what the Word of God says or what the doctor says. I remember a series of doctor's appointments where we, 
people sat with us and told us, well, you know, you have options. You are early in the pregnancy, and you just need to sign here and here, and, 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 and they don't tell you directly, you know, but you can abort your baby. And, you know, we made in our hearts our decision that no matter what, we're going to love our baby, and we're going to move forward in believing in God. And, amen. But, you know, I think, um, I want to show you guys, you know, because I think that the response that we have to difficulty and opposition is really going to mark the difference. It's going to mark, or either you're going to, this situation is going to allow you to multiply or you're going to go back. And let's read in uh, 14, Numbers 14, 20 through 25 and 34. It says, Then the Lord said, I will pardon them as you requested. But as surely as I live, as, and as surely as the earth is filled with Lord's glory, not one of these people will enter that land. They they have all seen my glorious presence and miracle signs I perform both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never even see the land I swore to give to their ancestors. None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land that he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of the land. Now, turn around and don't go on towards the land where the Amalekites and the Canaanites live. Tomorrow, you must set out for the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea. So, think of this. They were about to cross the border into the promised land after two or three years. But, but, you know, the Lord says, no, you're not going to go in this direction anymore. You're going to go in the opposite direction. Instead of growing, you're going backwards. And, and you know, it's from, we're going from increasing to decreasing, from multiplication to division on math terms. So it is a 180-degree turn. And I think, you know, it's... We, if we keep on reading, verse 34 says, Because your men explore the land for 40 days, you must wander in the wilderness for 40 years, a year for each day, suffering the consequences of your sin. And I think, you know, here, the, here's what I want you guys to, to grasp is, you know, we have the choice of multiplying. And I feel that as a church, the Lord is taking us to a place where we're going to be out of our comfort zone, where we're going to be doing things that we didn't think we were going to be able to do. The Lord is going to give you leadership capabilities to lead others uh, through discipleship groups. But, you know, we're going to be, and we are here at the border where the question is, are you going to believe me? Are you going to trust in what the Lord is 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 said about you, about this situation. And, you know, sometimes it is difficult and it's scary. But, you know, the Lord is with us.
So, you know, if we look at this story, how it does apply to us, you know, when we are at the border facing the responsibility and the growth and the multiplication, are we going to trust in the Lord, accept the challenge and move forward? Or are we going to shrink back and move, go back to a, a desert? Desert is the definition of desert, a dry, barren area of land, especially one covered with sand, that is characteristically desolate, waterless, and without vegetation. Sometimes, you know, um, we feel that we are in a desert, and I've heard this, you know, is how we, sometimes we go through these this, this seasons, and you know, it's it's a, a season of no growth, and that's where the people of Israel face, they they stopped growing and I think that's where I want to challenge you guys today is you know you could either choose to go back to the desert or you can choose to move forward and I think you know multiplication it is a choice not because you come to encounter church or you because you have a, a you know of Jesus and walk with the Lord you're gonna multiply instantly it's, it's, you're always going to have that choice. And I feel, you know, the, the message for this kind of wraps um, in, in this, you know, God did us, didn't bring us here to go back. God brought us here to possess the land that he has for us. And I don't know what situation you are facing right now, you know, but that's the word that I want to communicate to you, that God didn't bring you to this far so you can go back. And, and maybe you're also facing temptation, you know, and, and you've lived a life of holiness, but, you know, the enemy is coming and you have the choice of going back to the ways of the world or to live holy and multiply and conquer the land. So let's read in Joshua 1.9, and it says, This is my command, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is wherever you go. And, you know, I think this is a word of the Lord for you today. And it says here, it says, be strong and courageous. You know, we're going to face difficulty. That's a given. We're going to face uh, giants. We're going to face fortified cities. But, you know, the Lord, the promise is that the Lord is each, with each one of us. So don't be afraid and, and, or discouraged. You know, Joshua went back 40 years later. He went back and he entered the land and possessed it. Were, there, were the giants and the fortified cities there? They were still there. You know, but he was certain that God was with him. And he didn't shrink back, but he advanced forward. And I think, you know, uh, looking back uh, at the story uh, with Lucas, so fast forwarding, we went through uh, some tests where they, they took a piece of the placenta and they genetically analyzed it. And, you know, we, they, we waited for three weeks for a response to the results of the analysis. And, you know, um, it was such a, I remember when we received the news that everything was fine. It was, he's perfect. Um, yes, amen, you know, and such a relief, 
and, and such a confidence, I think, in me that Bill is like, you know, God is for me. God is for us and not against us. No matter what the world says, you know, we're going to keep believing and moving forward. You know, and I think in, um, when we go through bad situations or opposition or a big challenge ahead of us, the Bible says, you know, uh, I want to read this verse to you. And it's Luke 4, 1 and 2, and says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned to the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all the time and became very hungry. So what I want you guys to think about here is, you know, for 40 days, think about the number 40 that we read. You know, Jesus... He was there, and he met you, and he, he is with us as we go through these deserts, but, you know, he's not, he lived it so we can be free, so we can move forward into, into conquering the promised land that he has for us. And I, you know, Jesus cares about your feelings, your emotions, because he lived through it. And, you know, I want you guys to think about, as I conclude today, you know, your, your giants and fortified cities will be there when you go home today. But we have a choice in how we respond. Are we going to believe in him or not? And, you know, the type of church that is going to advance and move forward, or you in your personal life, no matter the challenge that you have, are you going to be the type of, of Christian that, that tries a way of difficulty, or are you going to run to it? I believe that some of you, you are going to go to your Jericho and you're going to circle it seven times and you're going to see those walls fall. Like Gideon, you will defeat a mighty army just with 300 men. And like David, you will defeat a giant with just five stones. You know, we are not qualified. We are weak. We don't have maybe what it takes. Maybe we're not skilled or we're not prepared enough according to the world's standards. But we have a God that is with us. You know, and I want to challenge you today to go beyond these walls and you face your giants head on. I believe that God was, is putting dreams in each one of us for us to uh, conquer and, and move beyond where, what we see. And, you know, this is not something that we can produce humanly, but this is something that God, is, God does. God's given you prophecy. God's spoken word over you and has given you dreams to touch many. It's going to be hard, yes. It's going to be challenging, yes. But, you know, we have a God that is with us, that is faithful to us, and He's powerful. I love the song that we sang in worship today. It talked about giving my worship, you know, to Him. Because that's a, a weapon that we have as the people of God, you know, when we're facing our giants. We need to run. We'd run forward and not go back. And I feel, you know, this word, there's a calling. Number one is, you know, Maybe 
you've been considering following Jesus, but you know, you have a comfortable life and, and um, it's uncomfortable to follow Jesus. And that's what's kept you from moving forward. But I believe that the Lord is calling you to a, a, a different life. A life of multiplication, a life of conquest, a life of victory. But it's going to cost you your life of surrendering Him, all of you to Him. Because at the cross, He paid the ultimate sacrifice for us to get us back close to Him. And today I want to extend that invitation. And I want you to close your eyes. If that is, if that's you today, and you say, hey, it is time. It is time for me to surrender my life to Jesus completely and make Him the Lord of my life. If that's you today, I want to encourage you. Be brave and surrender to Him today. If that's you today, I want to give an opportunity. Lift up your hand. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus. The other calling is for those that feel that are in a desert right now, I want to encourage you. Jesus lived through that. He came victorious and he paid that price for you at the cross. And I feel that the Lord is, is nicely saying to you today, my daughter, my son, I'm not going to go in and fix your situation. You are going to fix it through me. And, and the Lord is going to tell you specific steps and things that you need to do so you can conquer that giant, that opposition that you're facing. Father God, I just, I just pray today, Lord Jesus. And we're going to sing this song that, that we sang during worship. To worship the King. And I want, I feel that the Lord, as, as we worship Him with all of our heart today, His power his love, His strength is going to come over you. And He's going to empower you to believe and to conquer and move forward confidently. Worship Him with all of our heart.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.